0: So, as some of you may know, the Stoics had a kind of semi-deterministic view of the world. They did believe in fate and they believed that, you know, ultimately, uh, since the dawn of time, right, the world has been in this kind of state of flux, like Heraclitus talked about, of this constant cause and effects, things always happening and things always happening as a result of those happenings. And one way that you could think about this, and I actually discussed this with Steve Carafit from the Sunday Stoic when we did our episode about this letter from Seneca, is uh, it's almost as if you are a drop of water that is being dropped in the wake of a speedboat. And as you know, when a speedboat goes by, uh, all the waves come up, it churns up the water, and the water starts moving in the direction of that speedboat, right? It pulls the water along with it almost, and so you're kind of this drop of water that's been dropped in this eternal causal, sorry, cause and effect that is always happening. The nature is always churning and 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 moving forward and in a state of flux, like Heraclitus said. You know, where it's like a river and it's always different. It's always changing. So you're like this drop of water that's dropped in the wake of a speedboat, and you're just getting pulled along with the waves. You go where the waves go. You go where the water is, and the current is pulling you right. And in many ways, that is like our lives because, you know, you didn't choose the culture that you were born into. You didn't choose what happened in the development of that culture over many thousands of years. You didn't choose uh, uh, how you developed as a human species over many, many millions of years, right? Uh, you didn't choose any of this. You didn't choose your ancestors. You didn't choose what they did with their lives or how they lived their lives. You didn't even choose whether you were going to be born or not. It just happened. So, you like this drop dropped into this kind of uh, churn of water that is constantly moving forward and 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 moving about and and that's what our lives are kind of like and and that's kind of similar to the way that the stoics saw it but we also have that spark of divinity that reason that kind of rationality and that 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 view of the cosmos where we can uh, gain insight into the universal reason as the stoics talked about and so there's kind of this uh, uh kind of dual narrative Going on where yeah, there's not a lot that you control, but there's one little thing that you that you get to control, and uh, and so for the Stoics, uh, this was kind of the way that they looked at the world. And one thing that you might think, you might think, okay, well if <laughs> fate exists, and and if everything is kind of already on the path that it's going, and and if I don't choose a lot then why should I study philosophy? You know, what's the point? What's the point of all this? What's the point of bettering myself if it's all just churning along and I'm just kind of being dragged along uh, uh, like like the dog in the cart that Epictetus talked about, right? And that's the question that Seneca tries to answer for us in a very beautiful way in these verses that I'm going to be focusing on today in this episode. And I'll be reading from verses 4 through to 6 of Seneca's 16th letter. And this is kind of a continuation from the previous episode as well, of course, because uh, what I want to focus on partly is at least just looking at how beautiful Seneca's writings are, and, and how he wants to inspire the reader into a knowledge of these things. He wants to get us to uh, to see just how important philosophy is for our lives, and he does that uh, through wonderful dialectics. You know, he does that through beautiful writing and and trying to inspire the reader to truly see what he is seeing. And uh, and so as a result, this is you know these are some of my favorite verses from Seneca that I've ever read. And so uh, I'm going to read these for you now, and then we'll kind of pick them apart and see what we take away. So Seneca says, quote, Perhaps some will say, how can philosophy help me if fate exists? Of what avail is philosophy if God rules the universe? Of what avail is it if chance governs everything? For not only is it impossible to change things that are determined, but it is also impossible to plan beforehand against what is undetermined. Either God has forestalled my plans and decided what I am to do, or else fortune gives me no free play to my plans. Whether the truth, Lucilius, lies in one or in all of these views, we must be philosophers. Whether fate binds us down by an inexorable law, or whether God, as arbiter of the universe, has arranged everything, or whether chance drives and tosses humans' affairs without method, philosophy ought to be our defence. She will encourage us to obey God cheerfully, but fortune defiantly. She will teach us to follow God and to endure chance. But it is not my purpose now to be led into a discussion as to what is within our control. If foreknowledge is supreme or if a chain of fated events drags us along in its clutches, or if the sudden and the unexpected play the tyrant over us, I return now to my warning and my exhortation, that you should not allow the impulse of your spirit to weaken and grow cold. Hold fast to it and establish it firmly, in order that what is now impulse may become habit of mind. End quote. So, I've often found myself very inspired by these words, and it seems like Seneca is actually getting into a discussion about what is useful. Not necessarily what is true, but what is useful for our lives, which is certainly in the realm of philosophy and wisdom. You know, we want to get something of value from wisdom and philosophy, which is basically the same thing. Uh, But, you know, what he's essentially saying here is, listen, I'm not going to get into a discussion over whether or not God governs our lives or whether it's fate that controls everything or if it's chance or uh, even if our, you know, foreknowledge and our discernment is the supreme thing of our lives. If we do govern everything by ourselves, I'm not going to get into that discussion. But regardless of whatever it is that is going on in this cosmos, he says here, you know, that philosophy is something that we need to practice. It's going to be our guide no matter what. What, And so I get a sense that what he's saying here is that regardless of what is true, philosophy is the thing that is useful for us and it is self-evidently useful as soon as you start practicing it and, and using it in your life, right? And I love these lines particularly where he says, Whether the truth lies in one or all of these views, we must be philosophers. Whether fate binds us down by an inexorable law, or whether God as arbiter of the universe has arranged everything, or whether chance drives and tosses human affairs without method, philosophy ought to be our defense. She will encourage us to obey God cheerfully, but fortune defiantly, she will teach us to follow God and endure chance. So, you know, you might even think of God as whatever it is that is causing all of this to happen, whether it is consciousness, whether it is that eternal cause and effect that we really have no say in, right? Whatever it is, whether it's all just chance, Seneca is saying philosophy is the thing that's going to help us to get through this, right? And it will help us to obey God cheerfully, which is no different to the same idea that Epictetus talked about, where he said that, you know, when you're a dog tied to a cart, let's say that the cart is fate and that's just always happening. You know, let's say that God is the person driving that cart, right? You know, riding along with it and you're the dog being dragged along. You can either be dragged along and be unhappy and resentful and hate the fact that you're being dragged along by this cart, or you can obey God cheerfully, or you can get up and walk like you know the dog should do, and walk along with the cart, go along with fate. Amor fati, love your fate, right? And Seneca is saying, listen, whether all of these views are true or none of them or one of them, doesn't matter. Philosophy is the thing that gets us through this and i particularly also like uh, how he he says here that it will teach us to obey god cheerfully but fortune defiantly again bringing in this idea that fortune is that thing that can be given or taken from you right and so that's something that you don't you don't want to allow yourself to be governed by fortune because it's not within your control right it's it's something that can always be given and always be taken and you don't have a say in that ultimately but what you do have a say in is the matters of your soul you know you have a a say in how you view the world the influences that you allow into your mind and that's why seneca says here at the end he says hold fast to it and establish it firmly in order that what now is an impulse may become habit of mind again going back to that idea that he mentioned earlier in the letter where he's talking about at first you know, your, your desire to learn philosophy is kind of just a good impulse. It's just a part of you seeks something better in life to, to, to live in a different way. But as you keep on practicing, as you keep on studying, as you keep on putting in the work, you will notice that it takes a firmer hold on your mind and you really start to see those results and what was once merely an inclination towards better things becomes a, a a firmly felt resolution to live your life differently and to get the most out of this existence that you can possibly get. And that's a beautiful thing. And so you can kind of get this sense that what Seneca is trying to do here is to say, listen, don't get too bogged down in the weeds, right? Don't get too bogged down in the weeds before you go there, Why don't you first focus on getting your mind to truly fall in love with wisdom, get your mind to truly learn some wisdom in your life and make sure that it is firmly rooted in your soul so that you start to see the value of this. Then you can get down in the weeds, right? That's fine. But for now, he really wants to encourage us and inspire us uh, to press on with our practice of philosophy. And, And that's a truly wonderful thing. And to close up, I thought I'd give you an example of a very similar kind of argument that was made uh, in a debate between Sam Harris and I, I am now... Completely forgetting who it was who was debating him, but uh, I also use this example when I was speaking to Steve Carafit, But I'll use it again because it's just wonderful. It's uh, you know Sam Harris is obviously a guy who who very much uh, is convinced that we are in a fated universe. Uh, there's this kind of deterministic worldview, right? And uh, you know this whole debate was about determinism. It was about fate. You know, are our lives kind of fated? Is is everything determined? And, uh, and so, Sam was obviously arguing that uh, things are determined, uh, but then the guy who was uh, debating him actually asked a very interesting question. He said, okay, but is this something that you would teach your kids? And Sam, of course, said, well, absolutely not. You know, you know they, I, I would not teach them that, that uh, you know, everything is just determined quite yet. Uh, and, and he recognized that that might not be the most helpful worldview for them as they're growing up, right? And look, in a sense, we're all trying to progress. We're all growing up at every moment in our lives, right? We're all, uh, we're all trying to move forward and, and see how we could better our lives. And is it really helpful uh, to to uh, uh, believe that uh, things are all fated and things are uh, kind of determined for us. Now, uh, I think that there are some very reasonable and actually very useful ways to look at fate and determinism that can help you to, uh, to to, I guess, have a better outlook on life and to move forward with progress. However, very similar to what Seneca is saying here, you know, maybe the most useful thing is study philosophy. You know, act as if you can make progress in your life. Act as if you have that divine spark that allows you uh, insight into the reason of the whole, that can allow you to progress and grow and expand your consciousness, expand your capabilities. You know, uh, maybe that's most helpful. And so I guess I'll leave it there with you. I hope that in this episode you've taken a few things away, but I just I just love this writing from Seneca. It inspires me. It makes me want to dive deeper into my uh, study of philosophy, and I hope it does that for you as well. So I'll talk to you next time, and I hope you've enjoyed this episode.